We're going to Ephesians. <clears throat> and last week we were looking at Ephesians chapter, whoops, I mean Philippians. <laughs> Chapter 4, verse 22, and down to 24, put off and put on. <clears throat> the old disposition, the old desires, and the old direction, the old disposition, yeah. The three things, disposition, desires, and directions to put off. And to put on, verse 24, the new man. And we concluded with looking at Colossians in that in chapter 3 where he talks about that it's just like it, it is in Ephesians where the word and it'd be good to mark them off some people don't like marking their Bible but I like it so I find my way around mortify in verse 4 5 that's put to death put off in verse 8 this is Colossians 3 Colossians 3 5 and Colossians 3 8 put off Colossians 3 9 put off Colossians 3.10, put on. Colossians 3.12, put on. And Colossians 3.14, put on. So it's, they're all put down there, easy to read, easy to spell out, easy to um, see there. And Back in Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Romans 12.1 and 2. The renewing of the mind. And that is very important. What we think about is very important. And one verse I've been sharing with somebody lately is in the Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, I think I, I doubled up here, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what are we to do about them? Think. You know how you think, meditate, dwell, go over and over, and um, that's what we need to do. That's renewing the mind, thinking on those things. We get to the next section tonight. If we have the bulletin, the little outline sheet in there on prayer meeting, we haven't moved far for weeks, but there's a lot of detail that's not in the, the one in the bulletin. Um, we're looking under B, our moral relationship, Christian and his behaviour, our moral relationship, complete deliverance, a new life, and a new look. And now we're at a converted disposition and uh, tongue and temper come under this one as we look at these verses tonight. We read verse 25. Wherefore putting away, so we put off, Put on and putting away in the, this verse here. Lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbour. We are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labour, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word and the challenge it is to us, the blessing, Lord, the, the light it is to our pathway. Let it be that tonight as we seek guidance from you in this wicked world. In Jesus' name, amen. 
<clears throat> so a converted disposition. Our disposition. Remember I used an example last week of someone that said to me, I don't have to change, that's, that's my character. <laughs> well, we are to be changed. We are to put off, we are to put on. And there are some things here that Paul nails down. He gets very practical here. Now, over in the book of James, it talks about the tongue, doesn't it? Quite often in chapter 3, in 3 verse 8, James said, But the tongue can no man tame. A lot of things you can tame. You know, we can tame the power of the sea, the wind, producing power and other things. We, we can tame wild animals. Interesting to see if they, before the flood, tamed some dinosaurs to, pl- to tow the plough, because they, they were pretty big things. And if they could tame them, they could, like elephants, they tamed elephants and they do their, their work. But all these things, these, you know, ships can be tamed. Hmm. The wind can be tamed through them, the rudder. But the tongue can no man tame. This is how powerful the tongue is. You know, we need to take notice of what God says in his word, don't we? And so Paul moves from the principles of faith to the practical aspects of faith. He started spelling out things that give and giving these specific examples of what occurs when we put off the old and put on the new man. And the first one is lying, lying. Do you say you lie much? Okay. When you're handling the truth carelessly, little white lies they call. When I asked you, or when you asked me how you are, I am, and we say what? Good. Okay. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> Many times, <laughs> but. We don't want to hear everything that's wrong with you, <laughs> but we do, we do want to know, have an honest answer. You, 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 I mean, if there's some real ailment we need to pray about. I mean, <clears throat> but when we're lying to try to get our way, you know, little, little ones learn <laughs> very young to, to do that. There's <laughs> a little one did it this afternoon to me, one of our grandkids. They're not here, so don't worry, you guys. <laughs> and uh, she was lying to her brother to get her way. And uh, she didn't want him to see that she had a lollipop. Because I think she had others and she didn't want to share them. Anyway, I've given her away, haven't I? <laughs> There's only three late teen girls in, the, in that group. But <clears throat> we, we learn young. And we think this is okay, and it's not. And you, would th- <clears throat> you think you would think that Paul wouldn't have to tell Christians to put off lying, but it is directed to children. I mean, to God's children here. Um, <clears throat> and don't be surprised at the th- hidden things of darkness that are in the old man that lurk within us. Yes, praise the Lord, we have the Spirit of Truth, John fifteen twenty six, that lives within us. He abides. He's taken up residence there. And God is truth, and his spirit is truth. It's unchanged and unchanging. But who is the father of lies? Who is the one that is back behind all the lies? Satan. Satan. And so, put away lying. Speak every man, he said in the next part of the verse, truth with his neighbour. 
speak every man truth with his name, opposite to the lying, isn't it? Now this is a quotation from Zechariah chapter 8 and verse 16 in the Old Testament. So Paul picked up Zechariah's warning and addressed it to Christians, to believers here. Uh, And there's some fundamental differences between the restored Jewish remnant and Christian believers. Restored Jewish remnant of Zechariah's time and Christian believers today. And uh, for instance, we're not in a land, we're in the Lord. Our position is not Canaan, our position is in Christ. We are not concerned with a place, we are concerned about a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Israel could lose its position, and it did. But we cannot lose our position, and praise God for that. But in both instances, speak every man truth with his neighbour is told to the believers now and to the believers then. Speak every man truth with his neighbour. How can society run without truth? Who was it? The other day, I was talking about speaking truth in business and the handshake of a man. Sorry? The doctor. Yeah, that's right, my doctor. And he said, you and me, he said, we could shake our hand and say, this is what we mean, and we'd do it. And as the Bible says for the Christian, even to our own hurt. But today he said, and he's not a believer, he said, you know that <clears throat> you can't take a, sh- a shake of a man's hand, he'll do it, he'll do it to your face, and he won't keep it. He won't keep his word. And it's a sad indictment on the society in which we live and the Christian church that has lost the plot, not teaching the truth, of telling the truth. Huh. Um, <clears throat> I remember... In Matthew 26, 59, the chief priests, the religious leaders of Christ's day, summoned false witnesses, liars, to do their dirty work on trying to, uh, and, and getting a lie against the Lord Jesus Christ. Get them to lie. And they have paid for it, for being in exile for 2,000 years almost. Why, should we, why shouldn't we lie in the last part of verse 25? Wherefore, putting away lying, speak everywhere in truth with his neighbour, for we are members one of another. That's why we shouldn't lie, because we are one of another. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are in the same family. We are Christ's children. He never lied. He set the example of not lying. He told the truth. He was absolutely holy. And all lying is destructive. We to have transformed tongues. That's what this is saying here, converted disposition through the transformation of the tongue. Let's go to James and just read that little bit there in chapter 3 and verses 7 to 12. It starts earlier, it talks about the ships and that. But just looking at verse 7 and 12 of James chapter 3. talks about the bits and the horse's mouth and the ships. Then verse 7, And every kind of beast and birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed. Serpent whispers back then. Serpents. And of things tamed and hath been tamed by mankind. But of the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father. And therewith curse we men who are made after the similitude of God. 
that we're made in God's image. We bless God and curse man. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Doth the fountain send forth the same place sweet, water and bitter? No, it doesn't. Can a fig tree, my, be- my brethren, bear olive berries? No, either a vine figs. So can no fountain yield both salt, water and fresh. And so let's tame the tongue. Let's have transformed tongues. Have our tongues been transformed? This is one of those things that he dealt with first, giving a practical example of putting off and putting on. He talked about lying and the tongue and what it does. Let's go back and look at uh, the next thing in verse 26 that he uses a, a practical example of putting off and putting on. He said, be ye, be ye angry and sin not. <laughs> it's interesting. Be ye angry is an imperative. It's a positive command. John, be angry. Well, I use you as an example. Because <laughs> you don't get angry. No. <laughs> but... It's like a command. Now, what should you be angry with? Okay, we're getting to that bit. You, you jumped in the gun here. <laughs> yeah, you're looking ahead. But it's what should we be angry with? We're living in a world that's away from God, going increasingly so. Sin, the effects of sin. You look at the starvation of little toddlers, millions of them. You see the treatment of people by other people in these war-torn places with the Islamic thing. It's just wickedness, evil. But the world is adjusting to these things. It's adjusting to the point that I think execution will be public in the tribulation. That's what it says, that they'll be killing people en masse. But... Still, it's all wrong and it makes you angry that the devil's getting his way through the willfulness of man and the wickedness of man, the waywardness of man. He's, he's just off the track. We ought to be angry with what God gets angry with. <laughs> there's one, I think there's only, I might need to be corrected on that, only one time where it says his fury rises in his face, in God's face. Can you remember where that is? It's the Old Testament, yeah. Can you think of it? It's my favourite, so you've got a good clue. <laughs> a chapter. A book. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Thank you. Ezekiel chapter 39. And 38 and 39 where Israel is attacked by its enemies... And he just is so upset. They've come back to the land. They've formed as a nation. And uh, it, he's using it to cause them to repent. But he's just mad with, he's angry with those that have come to do, take a spoil, to take a spoil out of the land. And uh, you don't want to be round or one of the ones that the wrath is going to be poured forth on when God is angry on judgment day. It's not a, we can be angry with sin and the results of sin. And, there is, and this is what it's saying here. Be ye angry and sin not. So there is, in that anger, there is to be the control and the direction of it in the right place at the right time. <clears throat> um, 
Anger can be wholesome. Anger can be kindled by the fire of hell or it can be kindled by the, from the altar of God as well. And anger kindled by the old man is always sinful and destructive. Anger kindled by the Holy Spirit is righteous when it's leveled against injustice and depravity and iniquity. And the Lord Jesus was angry at times, wasn't he? And um, Matthew 21, 12 to 13, it speaks of it. And uh, Jesus is gentle, he is meek, but he's not mild in that he lets anything go. <laughs> he's not soft and a pushover. He's not passive in that way. There was nothing mild about him when he denounced the scribes and Pharisees for their hypocrisy in Matthew chapter 23, when he let them have that. When he called them in Matthew 3, 7, generation of vipers. He was angered with their religious stuff. Brother Holowati, which one, which per, he, he talked about so many people, but he's talking about one. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm religious. And, uh, <laughs> or I'm not religious, or one or the other. And I thought, yeah, he, he, it, what he was saying is right from the way we're looking at it as Christians. Um, <clears throat> but the Lord was angry with these religious people, and rightly so. There's nothing mild about him when he strode into the temple with the whip and drove them out in Matthew 21. But he didn't sin in what he did. And immediately after one of those cleansings of the temple, he, the, the, the situation completely changed. He started healing people in the same place, almost at the same time that, that think things had been overturned. He then healed them people there that we were looking at there on a Sunday night or what, uh, a week or so ago. Um, <clears throat> then... Notice that that uh, Ross said, we go back to that verse, in verse 26, be angry and sin not, sin not. To miss the mark, it means, Paul said, be angry, but don't miss the mark. Control your anger. Tremble and sin not, we might say. Consecrated anger produces the trembling of the individual. And uh, we should be careful to note how Ephesians 4 and verse 26, it says, Be angry and sin not, where it's positioned. Its neighbour, earlier, is the tongue. <laughs> what usually goes off first when one gets angry? The tongue. You let him have it, let her have it, let her. <laughs> um, we'll see parents get angry with their children. Go off, yell, they lost it. The children's almost there grinning. <laughs> oh, I know how to get him wound up <laughs> and how to make it. They're not impressed with that. And they can see you've lost it. So it's sandwiched here, this verse 26, between verse 25, when we get angry, we can easily sin with our tongue. And this other neighbour, verse 27, there where it talks giving place to the devil. Right in the middle there. Anger can be used. Our passions can overcome us and Satan can get advantage of us in a situation. Don't let that happen. Uh, if you're working with people and, and you're with the same people year in, year out, and day after day, 
and you get angry and you let fly, what have you just done? You, wreck, you could wreck 10 years of living right in one minute. And we have to be careful not to do that. Keep control. Keep control. That, this is what James said about the tongue, isn't it? You know, the tongue can no man tame. And the Holy Spirit added the caution in the last part of verse 26. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That's what brother, brother Ross said. <laughs> That's what the scriptures say. And the word translated wrath there com communicates the idea of provocation. If you have to be angry, if the cause is righteous, the provocation severe, then let the storm burst, but make sure the expression of your anger is not prolonged and controlled by the old man. Let calm follow the storm. Neither give place to the devil. And uh, <clears throat> it's so easy. Now, think of it for a moment. How do you give place to the devil? We just talked really a little bit about it. How do you give place to the devil? I mean, we don't want to give him a hand up, do we? We don't want to give him any opportunity to use us for his cause and purposes. Okay, by holding a grudge. I've just come up with the word D, and there's so many things that fit with D. <laughs> um, giving place to the devil by departing from the faith. We give place to the devil by departing from being faithful in the Christian walk as well. By disbelief, take heed lest there be in any you an evil heart of unbelief like the Hebrews in Hebrews 3.12. By defiling oneself and thus defiling the church and the testimony, 1 Corinthians 3.17. By defrauding one another, by defrauding your brother, 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 6. Or husbands and wives defrauding one another, 1 Corinthians 7.5. Um, <clears throat> by desecrating the temple of the Lord. And what is the temple of the Lord? Our body is the temple of the Lord. What? No, you're not. You're not your own. By desecrating the temple. I mean, in the Holy of Holies, in the Old Testament, if anyone desecrated the temple, any high priest desecrated the temple, they're dragged out dead. God is still just as holy. And praise God, he doesn't act. We live in, in the day of grace. And God forbid that we sin, because we do, but we do sin. And the punishment is not as severe. But we can desecrate the temple. And that's in chapter 6. And back in chapter 3 of Corinthians, it talks about desecrating the church too. In, and it, looks, it seems like it's talking about the same thing, chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians and chapter 6. You know, you're not your own. You're brought a price. And that is talking about the temple of God in both. But one is the church and one is the, your body. Um, <clears throat> by deserting the... The faithful, Demas has forsaken me. That's given ground to the devil, isn't it? That's uh, giving place to the devil, we could say. Diluting the scriptures, taking away or adding to the, the scriptures. By discord, Paul looked at the church at Corinth in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians verse 10. 
There are divisions among you, and I partly believe it. Yeah, he'd heard hearsay, but he said, I, I think I believe it. And he, it was so. Discord. In Proverbs 6.19, the Lord, one of the six things he hates, he that soweth discord among the brethren. Getting people on side or off side. <laughs> Satan wants to rip us limb from limb as members of the body of Christ. Don't help him by sowing discord, um, <clears throat> discouraging and disheartening other people. And it's, it's sometimes hard to be encouraging when there's so much discouraging news around and so many things going wrong, but we need to be encouraging to one another. What does it say? Assembling yourselves together not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Because of the troublesome times, the perilous days, we need to be encouraged and enhearten one another, not disheartened. Um, disobeying. Hmm. Giving place to the level, devil. Disobeying the gospel, or to obey is better than sacrifice, said to Saul, wasn't it? Um, <clears throat> disrupting. Dismantling, dis distracting, di all these have verses. <laughs> um, dis despising those that are in leadership positions. Think of Korah in the Old Testament and Moses. These things the devil loves us to get involved with. The author of all bad behaviour, as described in Ephesians 4, 17, 19, and the verses we've looked at previously there, is unmasked in verse 27, the devil. The devil. He's the author of it all. The mother of sin is lust and the father of sin is the devil, as one has said. James said that when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, James 1, 15. And... Um, <clears throat> When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and the Lord knows that it started. <laughs> where, did, where did sin start? Where, where, where was it first detected? Yes. In the devil. Yep. Lucifer. And it is, and, um, <clears throat> that's where it had its beginning. In, in heaven, not on earth. It didn't begin in the human heart. But in the soul of Lucifer, the highest anointed cherub in glory. And Satan doesn't like people. He hates us with a hatred that beggars description. And I've said before, you see, God sealed us in him before when? The foundation of the world. Was there a discussion going on in the Godhead about his plan to create mankind? There was an agreement. No, it's only supposition, but did Satan get a whisper of this? Did he hear that these, these beings being created are going to judge angels? Did that create a thing in his heart where sin erupted? Pride? I know it was in, 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 in Isaiah... And in Ezekiel 28 and 14, there it talks about, he said, I will exalt. But anyway, just a thought, but he fell at some time 
And that's where sin started. And he wants to destroy everybody and all the humans that come and are born in this world and take them to hell with him. He wants to deceive us, degrade us, distress us and destroy us. And since we're made in God's image, in the likeness of God, the more Satan can deface the image, the more he feels victorious. The more he can distort it, the more he thinks he's won a victory. Um, but he's not going to win, is he? He hasn't won. And the Lord's won already on the cross, being raised from the dead. So he constantly opposes us. Don't give him opportunity. Don't give him place. Don't give him thought. Don't entertain the thought. And we're, he's our arch enemy because he's God's arch enemy. We are God's children and we ought to oppose him. And uh, <clears throat> we're not... The devil's children, we've been saved, as Ephesians chapter 2 talks about it. We once were his children, we're not anymore. Don't give place to him. Don't give him victory at all. And there's a lot of other deeds you could look at in other words in the way we could there give place. So there's some thoughts. This is practically putting off, putting on, lying, lying tongues and truthful hearts we need to have. Lying tongues, no. Be angry and sin not. So there's some primary things we need to get control of. If, if a person cannot control his anger, he, he, you read Proverbs about it. If he can't control his spirit, he, he, can't be, he can't really be in the Lord's work. That's one of the stipulations that's given in, for those in leadership in the church. Any thoughts before we have our prayer requests? Yes. Yeah. And then verse 22 says, Through the office during the former conversation and manner of living, the old man speaks of the world. Yep. And then uh, the tongue speaks of the flesh. Yep. And of course, speaking of the, the devil. devil, the last one. <laughs> it mentions them all. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> the word of the flesh and the devil. Yep. Mm. He draws, mark that next to it. <laughs> it will mark it over there, 1 John 2 15 to 17. It's good. Yep. Those three things. <coughs> Like faith, hope, and love, they're used in different places. Yes. In, but they're separated by verses. But they 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 tie together.